everyone, and welcome to the Rise with the Light podcast. My name is Susan Fink, and this is my weekly podcast dedicated to supporting families raising children with special needs. I'm on a mission to provide hope and positivity through sharing my personal insights, stories, mindset perspectives, and ways to navigate through this journey. Let's get started. today. I really cannot thank you enough for your support, for listening, for sharing this podcast, and for messaging me. And I'm just so grateful that I'm able to share my thoughts and stories and ideas with you to help inspire you or to help you. And if you ever want to connect, follow me at susanfink.rise on Instagram and Facebook, and you can DM me anytime. I'd really love to hear from you. Did you listen to the last podcast? I was listening to it back and oh my gosh, I was just so emotional. I was emotional writing it, recording it. I just felt all of that pain all over again, going back to when my son was diagnosed with autism. And it really was cathartic and relieving for me to get all of that out. And it also made me think about the beginning of this journey and how I was definitely not okay. And in the previous episode, while I was emotional during the recording, most of the episode was pretty pragmatic and got more objective, talking about the steps that you can take and what you can do when you have the official diagnosis. Like I said in that episode, compartmentalizing the feelings that you have so that you can handle those separately while you're trying to figure out what you need to do and the actions that you need to take in order to help your child when they're first diagnosed. And in that episode, I mentioned not to ignore those feelings and emotions, but just to compartmentalize and put them aside so that they didn't get in the way of the need to take action right away. So let's talk about those feelings. How are you doing? How are you feeling? What are you feeling? And are you okay? And if you're not okay, guess what? That's okay. I know this is kind of cliche right now because it pretty much is all over Instagram. I see this message all the time. And maybe it's just a message for me as a reminder that it's okay not to be okay. But I also wanted to address something else because I feel guilty for not being okay. And I also feel guilty for being okay with not being okay. Are you following me? Do you feel guilty about not being okay? Do you feel guilty about maybe not being able to hold it together all the time? I had these same feelings and I was like, I'm strong. I can do this. I can handle this. I have been through a lot in my life that I've persevered through and I got this. And the reality was that I was just not okay. When my son was diagnosed and even throughout his journey, I have been feeling so many different kinds of emotions from grief to confusion, sadness, guilt, anger. I mean, just all of it. And it's overwhelming. And I really was not okay. And sometimes I'm just not okay on certain days. And I have to be okay with that. But I was really judging myself and putting myself down for not being okay. I mean, what the heck? I was being my son's biggest cheerleader. I'm advocating for him. I'm doing the best that I can with him and I'm putting my all into it, but I couldn't cheer myself on. So what's really going on here? The reality is that we're all human and our systems may be in shock and processing everything emotionally and mentally. And on top of it, just doing life, 
life in general. I mean, for me as a single parent on a single income, I was working full time as a marketing executive. I was doing all of the mom duty stuff, taking care of the house, doing the chores, paying the bills, making sure everything was taken care of while I was creating the best environment for my son and supporting, advocating and doing everything for him as well as my dog, Riley. So if you follow me on Instagram, you may see Riley from time to time. This is a lot. This is really overwhelming. And from my perspective, and after years of working through a lot of emotions and challenges my son has had, which is always changing, by the way, I mean, every day is never the same. I'm not always okay. I have my moments. And guess what? That's okay. And I've gotten to a point where I'm okay with that. And I embrace those moments and accept them. So what can you do when you're in this situation, when you're thinking that you're not okay and you're battling your own head? Like, why can't we be okay right now? And you're putting all of this pressure on yourself and you're feeling upset about it. I don't know if this resonates with you, but this is definitely something I realized later. This was more of a hindsight thing, like what I could see now looking back at what I was doing to myself. And I wanted to address this, that number one, it's okay that you're not okay. And number two, if you're judging yourself for not being okay, that's also not okay. So first, let's talk about the judgments. Let whatever judgments you have about yourself go. If you are trying to be perfect and handle everything perfectly, just let that go. First of all, no one is perfect. And second of all, focus on the progress you're making over perfection. And being hard on yourself is only making things worse. It's really okay to not live up to your own perfect expectations. And I'm speaking for myself here. I don't know if you have high expectations for yourself, but I have extremely high expectations for myself. And I have always let myself down because of that. And this has been a problem for me my entire life. And right now is not the time to have that negative self-talk or put myself down for doing the best I can given my family dynamics and what's going on. So if you're judging yourself, let it go. The other thing is be gentle to yourself, have grace for yourself. And yes, as everyone is now saying self-care, but self-care can mean a lot of things. In this case, just be gentle, say nice things to yourself, give yourself a break. If you need a day just to process or rest, take it. I know for me as a single parent, I didn't always have that time to myself, but if you can take time for yourself, don't feel bad about it. I know it's easier said than done right now, and this takes practice, and the more that you are kind and gentle to yourself, especially with self-talk, the easier it is and the less pressure you put on yourself. The other thing that I have really had to work hard at is taking things one day at a time. For me, I am always thinking ahead. I'm a huge planner, and I've been like this my whole life. And often I'm not in the present because I'm thinking about what's in the future. And taking things one day at a time has really helped me to ground myself in the present. And it helps me to ground myself in what's happening right now and not get set up into the spiral of what's going to happen in the future. Because we don't really know what's going to happen in the future. So why are we worrying about that right now? Just take one day at a time, and sometimes even one moment at a time, as I've experienced. Try not to think too far ahead, because that will add to your anxiety, and that could also make you just feel worse. The other thing that's worked for me is changing my environment, even just going outside. And I know that sometimes that might be tough for some people, given your situation, but 
This could be as simple as stepping outside, going out to your back patio if you have one, going for a walk around the block. Just getting outside, getting some air, and breathing can help you make a mental shift and changing your mindset that can help you feel better. It basically changes your perspective. So whenever I am stuck inside or in a situation with my son or in general, when I'm feeling anxiety, when I feel like I'm just not feeling okay, something is not right, and I'm not doing well emotionally, this is something that I do. I go into a different room or I go outside of the front door and take a deep breath, even if it's just for a minute. It really does help to shift your mindset. And I know many of us may not be able to do that if you're with your child and you can't leave your child alone, even for a minute. I totally get that. I was that way too when my son was much younger. And as a single parent, it's just me and my son. And I was not always able to step away. Even if it's just turning around in your existing space. So changing your viewpoint, changing your physical perspective, looking at a picture, playing some music, something else that will help shift your brain out of the physical situation that you're in and the physical environment that you're in. And whenever I do this, it kind of snaps me out of the emotional state that I'm in and it it helps me slowly get out of that space in my own head. The other thing is while you're doing this or just at any point, take a deep breath. I don't know if you're like me, but I find myself being a shallow breather. I'm not often taking deep breaths and I have to actually remind myself to take a deep breath. I have to focus on that and breathe. And there are actually a lot of breathing exercises that are out there. You can just Google breathing exercises for anxiety, breathing exercises for relaxation, whatever that is for you. And you will find a lot of different techniques to help you breathe better, to help you alleviate whatever you're going through that is making you not feel okay. And I have a really simple one, actually. This is the one that I use, and it's super simple. It's the 478 breathing method. And this has really helped me when I've been in a stressful situation or in a stressful moment and dealing with my own anxiety and stress and fear and all the different emotions that I've felt and just being able to focus on the breath. And in general, this is just a really helpful tool that you can do anywhere, and it doesn't take very long, and it doesn't cost a dime to do. This 478 breathing method was actually invented by Dr. Andrew Wheel, who is a world-renowned leader and pioneer in the field of integrative medicine. And this is also a yoga breathing technique if you're into yoga. And you basically breathe in for four seconds through your nose, hold your breath for seven seconds, then exhale for eight seconds forcefully through your mouth while you're making a whoosh sound. So it goes something like this. Breathe in for four seconds through your nose. Hold your breath for seven seconds. And then exhale for eight seconds forcefully through your mouth with a whooshing sound. That's basically one round, and you do four rounds of this breathing technique, the four, seven, eight breathing method. This method is also supposed to help you fall asleep, which I have had challenges with for many years because of my own stress and anxiety and emotions, but also because my son has never been a good sleeper because of his autism, which I'm sure many of you can relate to. So if you do this four, seven, eight breathing method, you do it four times in a row. This may help you just calm your body and help you handle your emotions and your anxiety and recenter yourself so that you can feel better. And the last thing is talk to someone, cry, let it out, 
it's okay to show your emotions. I mean, I ugly cried when I was writing the last episode. I've ugly cried so many times and I've just let things out because I personally cannot hold them in. I know that when I hold things in, they come out in a different way than what I had intended. So I have to let it out. And the bottom line is there is no right or wrong way to handle your emotions or to handle whatever is going on. Do what you feel is helping you and do what works for you. And these are just some of my suggestions. And I've learned that over time, certain things have worked for me in different ways. And it's almost like having a toolbox. So I know the things that are in my toolbox and I'm able to pull them out during different situations and during different moments where I know that those things will work for me. So think about what are the things that will help you and put those in your toolbox. Figure out what are those tools that you can use throughout your day when you're feeling different ways so you know what works best for you. And I really hope you hear this message. I hope you're gentle to yourself. You give yourself some grace. You give yourself a break. You're not hard on yourself. You take the time to be your own cheerleader and even just do something for just a minute that will help you. That's it for this episode. If this resonates with you and if you know someone who this may relate to, please subscribe and share this podcast. Like I mentioned earlier, you can also DM me at susanfink.rise and let me know what techniques work for you or if you have any other suggestions on what has helped you handle and cope with your different emotions that you're having. Really, DM me. I would really love to hear from you. And my mission is to help as many people as I can, and I cannot do that without you. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support and sharing this podcast to help others. And until next time, I appreciate, I empathize, and I am here for you. And we can do this.